Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm here with my good friend, Brian Panuzzo, and uh, we're really excited for this episode. As you know, Brian and his family have been clients of ours for years. You know, his wife was a member here at Varsity House for a bunch of years, and, uh, you know, I got to know Brian over the years for, through his wife, Tasha, and, and, and just kind of seen this transformation and seen this journey that he's been on, and we've had multiple conversations behind the scenes over the years, and uh, I thought it'd be great to have Brian on the podcast, not only to, you know, to, to give you guys some great hacks as to how you can make a switch, because there's so many coaches out there, there's so many people out there who are in a job, or they're doing something that they, that they, that's, that's the job, and, and they might be passionate about fitness or health, or they've always thought to themselves, like, maybe I can do this nutrition thing, or maybe I can do this fitness thing, or open up a gym thing. And, and you know, and Brian's one of the few guys that I've met in the last few years who had the balls to do it, right? And he just said, you know, enough's enough. I'm going to put a date in the sand. I'm, you know, going to on the calendar and, you know, draw a line in the sand and we're going to make this switch. And on this day, I'm done. And then when Brian told me the date, I was like, I was almost like anxious for you, man. I was like watching the calendar. And I remember talking to you a bunch of times leading up to that. Me and you were talking a lot. Right. We'd gone to a few similar type of like man retreats and things like that in that past year. And I knew it was coming. And I was like, man, this is like, this is something. This is really unique perspective on just saying, you know, what I did up until this point was great. It paid the bills, but what I'm going to do going forward is going to not only impact my own life, but, uh, you know, impact many other lives in a positive way. So I'm really stoked to have you on, dude. Uh, I love what you're doing. I love the platform. And, uh, you know, for all the listeners out there in the business of strength, you know, tell them a little bit about, you know, who you are, who is Brian Panuzzo? You know, where did this come from? And, and, you know, and what are you doing with this, with the new life 2.0 version of yourself? Sure. First of all, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. We've obviously talked a lot over the last year or so. Uh, we miss you dearly out here, my wife and I. Uh, it's always good to see your face. So thank Thanks, you God, for technology. Um, I'm Brian Panuzzo. I am a, I'm a, I'm a health coach. I'm a men's health coach. Uh, and I haven't always been that. I've been, uh, uh, I had a 20 year Wall Street career that, as you mentioned, I walked away from uh, last year, last April, uh, to be exact, April 27th. And I remember putting that date on the calendar and going, oh, crap, now I actually have to do this. So, uh, you know, I spent 20 years. Uh, I grew up in, I grew up in, in, in Bergen County, in the New York, New Jersey area. Uh, you know, New York, New Jersey, um, basketball and Wall Street probably defined the majority of my life uh, for a long period of time. And, uh, you know, several years ago, sort of started to go through a personal transformation, had a lot of things happen in my life that led me to question uh, what it was I was doing on a daily basis. Um, my professional success had come at a cost and I woke up and I put, you know, we're on video, but I just you know, air quoted the, the term woke up uh, one day to a lot of things wrong in my life. And the reality was I didn't wake up to them one day. They were a steady accumulation of, of poor decisions, poor habits, uh, and a broken, broken body, broken mindset, uh, for years, for 10, 15 years and slowly started to realize, or actually quickly realized that it wasn't sustainable. And the success that I had created in my life on paper and to the outside person, uh, actually most everybody, because I was a very private person, uh, it appeared that I had kind of had it all, you know, we had a nice home in Bergen County. Um, I was a member at a country club, uh, had a great job, paid a great wage. Uh, we went on nice vacations. We had good stuff. We had all the things that, you know, you were supposed to have living, you know, this lifestyle and it was great. And I liked what I did, but I didn't love what I did. And 
I uh, appeared to be physically fit, but I, I, my body was broken down. I was in, I was in pain daily. Uh, you know, I sat around on a desk uh, for 10 or 12 hours a day. I commuted one hour each way in the car from Creskill, New Jersey to Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan. Um, you know, I had a, had a, an amazing, I have an amazing wife. Um, it appeared our relationship was great, but underneath the surface, it was a disaster. Um, you know, she basically told me that if we didn't have two young kids, she would probably be thinking about, you know, divorce and moving on. This is not what she signed up for. Um, I constantly sedated, uh, through, you know, with, with drugs, alcohol, anything that I could get my hands on, uh, not to, uh, you know, take myself out of the picture completely, but like just, I was a master at being physically present and mentally completely disconnected. And so, uh, my mom passed away, uh, from ALS, which is a, a deadly neurological disease. I spent the last eight months of her life, you know, just doing exactly what I just described, physically present, mentally, completely, emotionally, uh, spiritually, in a, in a completely different zip code. And uh, I just didn't know how to deal with it. And that was my answer. My answer was to, to, to go run away and run hide, run and hide, not talk to anybody. You know, men, we're too, we're too strong, we're too powerful. Uh, we can't share, I can't tell my wife, certainly can't tell the guys on the desk at work, uh, can't tell my, my, my alpha, you know, athlete buddies, and so what do we do? We stuff it down, you know, and um, it only lasts for so long. And it, and it, it almost sort of all came to uh, a boil with me uh, in a six month period or so between my body being broken down to a point where I couldn't play with my son, uh, my mom passing away and my wife telling me that, you know, this isn't really what she signed up for. And so I made a lot of transformation in my life. I started to change my health uh, because initially I thought that if I got into better shape and looked better, she would fall back in love with me. I was just kind of a moron. I just, she just wanted me to be a man, you know? Sure. And, uh, but that opened up a door to me to, to, to realize that, you know, I could, I could change some things in my life and I wasn't destined to live this life of, uh, daily pain and financially successful, but broken down and overweight and feeling like crap and having a marriage that, you know, you know, everybody else has, which is like on the surface, cool, but not really, you know, no connection. And, uh, and so started to change a lot of things in my life, uh, got a lot healthier, found some new passions, found some new vices, replaced some really shitty habits with some good ones. And, uh, and then just started slowly over time, over a number of years to start to, to, to question, you know, what am I doing with my life on a daily basis? You know, why am I, you know, lugging into the city every day, uh, trading bonds? I mean, right. it's cool. I, I enjoy it. It certainly has paid me a phenomenal wage um, and provided me with a lot of opportunity in my life. But am I doing something that I truly love? And like you said, we, you know, I joined a, I joined a, a, a coaching group, a mastermind, uh, got amongst a lot of fitness and nutrition coaches, gym owners. And I was the unicorn in the group. You know, I was this Wall Street guy. And I started to realize, like, I had more in common with these guys than I had with some of the guys that I work with. And I uh, got challenged by, by Jay Frugia, the guy who ran the group, to, to, to start a side hustle. You know, if this is something that you're interested in, give it a shot you know, reach out to some people and ask them if they can, if they can, you know, use your help. Yeah. And so I did that and I fully expected everybody to laugh at me. And I think I asked 10 guys and seven said yes. And like, it was, I mean, the number I was charging a month was absurd. It was, it was super low and the value, you know, hopefully was off the charts, but the idea was, yeah, yeah. Hey fellas, um, look, I'm, I'm thinking about starting something new, trying something new. I know you already value what I do, um, for you. Cause I've done a ton for, you know, free for you. Would you pay me a little bit and, and do what I say? And seven said, yes. And that was like, you know, validation for me. Sure. Uh, maybe they felt sorry for me and wanted, <laughs> and wanted to make sure that I was like, a little groveling on my face, you know? <laughs> please. Yeah, please, please, please guys, help. please. Uh, but, you know, that was a start for me. 
And I quickly went to having a little bit of cat, you know, side cash coming in, um, you know, every month and just slowly grew that over the course of the year, uh, developed the confidence to, to, to believe that I could step away from, you know, a career, um, that I was doing, you know, the one thing I sort of, was, uh, I defined myself as, you know, I am Brian Panuzo. I'm a high yield bond trader. You know, yeah. uh, we define ourselves as our career a lot of times. Sure. And so that was a really scary thing for me to, to step out of that box and say that I'm not that, you know, and I even had trouble doing that after uh, we moved, which is another story, but we moved across the country uh, last August. Yeah, yeah. And when I would introduce myself to people out here, they're like, yeah, what are you doing? I, I'm, it's like, I'm Brian. I, I'm, I used to be a, a Wall Street guy. It's <laughs> a big part of my story, but that's not actually what I do anymore. You know? Right, right. And so only until the last like maybe four or five months is I, I've really accepted the fact that I am a coach. I coach men. I coach men whose career success, men like me five years ago, whose career success has cost yeah. them certain things in their lives, their health, their marriage, their connection with their kids, their connection with themselves. And so uh, we get the body back. Yeah, we get, we get their body back. We get their marriage back. We get their connection back. Uh, and we help them develop an indestructible mindset. So that's, that's uh, awesome, man. And, and Honestly, like, that's what I do. Wow. That's, that's, you know, I mean, obviously like I got goosebumps. I mean, because for me, I had a lot of similar, you know, I, I, I'm this, I came from the same type of different industry, different type of thing, but you know, work at all costs, you know, blinders on build this great business and brand. And, you know, a lot of other things in my life suffered at one point and kind of had this same type of transformation years or years ago, maybe a few years before you, but always, always need reminders, always need to kind of reel myself back in, which I mean, you have talked about a bunch of times, like every once in a while, you got to kick yourself in the ass too. You know, how, how, you know, now that you've made this transformation and stuff like that, and you talked about a bunch of times, you know, me and you've talked about it a few times, you know, you have financial, you know, health in a sense, your financial wealth, but you also have, you know, personal wealth and fitness, you know, fitness is, is a form of wealth. Right. And, 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 you know, and when you look at life, you you know, fitness, happiness, fulfillment, right. What's more, you know, wealthy in a sense than having those things checked off and at a, and functioning at a high degree. Cause at the end of the day, you know, again, all the money in the world, at some point that money's not going to make a hill's difference. You know, if you're sick, if you're tired, if you, you know, on your third divorce, your kids, you don't talk to any of your kids, you know, and those things just kind of start to become, you know, the money starts to become meaningless at some point. It's our, it's our, it's our biggest form of wealth. You know, health is wealth. I mean, yeah. if you don't have it, you'll spend any amount of money you have to get it. And absolutely. You know, I, I, there, there's so many, there's so many uh, parallels between found a uh, sound fundamental investing and, mm -hmm. and sound fundamental health. Sure. And so I relate a lot of the concepts back and forth. Uh, you know, probably talk about compound interest a couple of times in, yeah, this, yeah. in this podcast, but inflation is another one. And what you describe is, is, the phenomenon of inflation, things today will most likely cost less than they do in the future. We live in an inflationary society. Sure. So you can choose. It's a choice. Everything that we do is a choice. You getting your butt up and going to work uh, and creating success for yourself is a choice. If you don't do that, you may not be able to afford things for you or your family in the future. Your, the members of your gym choose to take time out of their day to come in and bust their ass and get healthier. If they yeah. don't, they may pay more money for their healthcare in the future. So, you know, putting the work in, in your relationship, in your marriage is a choice and costs yeah. you time and effort and maybe money right so now. So much damn harder than just, than just, than just 
than having a six pack every night. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Like, so, right. but that's, that's what a lot of guys do. They go to the bar every night, you know, that it's, it's, it's cards and golf and, and drinking and smoking cigars and boozing on the weekends. And it's like, these are just ways to kick the can of responsibility kind of down the road. And there's a, there's a place for all those things. And I don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, of I, course. Enjoy, I enjoy them all. And I know I you love do. them all. <laughs> I love but, them. But, you know, but completely ignoring other aspects of your life in lieu of doing those too much right now will ultimately cost you more in the future. Divorce costs a hell of a lot more than paying attention to your spouse right now. No uh, doubt. Chronic disease costs a hell of a lot more than going to Whole Foods and buying some organic groceries. So all these things, you're choosing one or the other. And so you choose now or you choose later is basically my, yeah. you know, my motto, my, my opinion. And you'll hear me say that a lot to people. Um, you know, it just comes down to, you know, what do you want to do? You know, yeah. what do you want with your life? Do you, do you want this now? And so, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, in terms of relating to myself, a lot of men sp specifically, you know, I didn't, I didn't chase after my career out of greed. Mm -hmm. It was just like what I thought I was supposed to do. Right. You know, like I thought my role was to earn money and and to provide for the family be the provider protector presider like i didn't think that my role was anything really else you know other than that and as long as i sort of checked that box and then was present here and there like i was doing my duty as a husband and as a father and what i found out the hard way is that that wasn't what my wife required of me that wasn't what my family was going to require of me and that's not what i wanted i didn't want that we just fall into that lane yes. and then we don't get out of it because we don't know any better, you know? And then when we struggle, you know, instead of actually addressing some of the areas that need to be addressed, we oftentimes double down on what's working, you know? Well, what's working is, is, is staying at work late and then going out for beers with the guys right. and ignoring it, you know? Uh, and you can only, only ignore it so long. You can only ignore your health so long. You can only ignore your marriage or any issue, issues in your life for so long. Certainly, certainly. And that's, you know, like, like, you know, it's funny, like when I was a little kid, I can remember this vividly. My, my, my going to the dentist, I used to hate going to the dentist, hate going to the dentist. And, and, and he used to say to me, listen, there's a lot of things in life you can ignore, but if you ignore your teeth, they go away. <laughs> and I was like, huh, huh. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, trust me, look at this picture. And he showed me a picture, like an old guy with like rotted out teeth. I was like, all right, I'm going to brush my teeth three times a day and floss every day, sir. I'll, I'll see you, see you for a perfect checkup next month. You know, and it's kind of this, you know, similar ideology. So give me, give me the big ideas. Give me some of the big ideas behind what you're doing, Brian. And like, talk to me about like, what are some of the key points of setting somebody up for, you know, emotional, personal wealth and, and, and fulfillment. And, and where do you see, you know, like when you get a guy in like yourself a few years ago, or like I was a decade ago, when you get somebody in, who's got this a type personality and only values himself by their pocket in a sense. And, 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 you know, and sees like you did where, Hey, I, I make 350, I make 500,000, I make a million dollars a year. I should be able to just do whatever the hell I want, but they're not right. filling up those other buckets. How do you get them from that point? you know, to, to setting up that structure and getting them to kind of open their eyes up to some of those other things. Yeah. Well, mo most, most people that come to me, um, come to me in some form of pain. So they, they've, their eyes are open in some, in some regard, you know, I'm, I, I don't necessarily, it, it's hard to change. If, if someone isn't in pain, it's hard to get them to make some major changes in their lives. Sure. Right. I'm sure you see people who come into the gym and you know, it's, it's obvious that they're, they're ready. You know, Most of the time it's way after the fact, like you should way have come five years ago. You know? For sure. For sure. And, and whether they, whether they see it as preventative, which I have right. some guys who, you know, who have sort of really resonated with my story 
and are maybe in their mid thirties and have one or two young kids. And they're like, you know what, you know, my relationship is not really bad, but like, it's not where I want it to be. And, you know, I'm not quite here yet where you were, but I could see myself going right down this path. Mm -hmm. And then I have other guys that, that show up, you know, just a complete damn mess. Right. And so, you know, but there, there's, there is some form of urgency. So I don't necessarily have to open up their eyes to have them understand that their neglect in certain foundational pillars or the pillars of their life is going to cost them more in the future. Um, but what we are doing is focusing on all aspects and understanding that like there's, there's aspects of our lives that we oftentimes ignore or discount and, you know, don't really um, understand how much they can move the needle. And, you know, I mentioned compound interest, you know, it's like our, our daily habits, what we yeah. do on a daily basis, um, unbelievably accumulate either sure. in favor for us or against us. And so, you know, like you're a gym owner, you understand how important that hour is that people put in. Mm -hmm. um, you understand the three or four or five meals or whatever it is a day, how much they're putting in. But like, I know you and I know, you know, you're taking your walks and you're getting good sleep and you're keeping stress, you know, as much as you can in your life low, you know, and when you, when you do know. That's a bad time to be a gym owner. <laughs> so, but like we, we, we put, we put that hour at varsity house and those three or four meals on a pedestal. And they're, yeah. they're wildly important, but we forget about all these other things in our lives that move the needle for us. Sure. You know, how is your, how are your relationships? How is your sleep? How is your stress? Are you, are you walking throughout the day? You know I mean? I had two calls this morning where I just paced back and forth in my backyard and I understand yeah. you can't always do that. Sure. Um, you know, but like, what are you doing with your life? you know, for the 10, 12, 14 hours a day that you're not at the gym, you're not eating food and you're awake, you know? And so we really hone in on those. Um, and we establish like some like real process goals for people. Yep. Everybody had, everybody comes to me generically easily could lose 20, 25 pounds. Some guys could lose 50, 60. And so most likely they're all kind of, you know, I'm 42, um, they're, they're from their mid thirties to, to early fifties is, yep. is kind of my ideal guy, my avatar. Right. And every one of them typically, uh, has kids and is usually in a committed relationship. It's just the, the people that I attract. Sure. And so, um, each one of these guys from either 35 to 52, 54, whatever, they're probably in their best shape of their life in their early twenties, you know, yeah, mid twenties yeah, maybe. Sure. And so slowly over time, they've degraded, you know, they didn't put on 25 in a year. Uh, they didn't get broken down, beat up, you know, joint pain, bad knee, bad shoulder, whatever in a year. It's been a slow, steady grind uh, downward for them. Mm -hmm. And what most people do is they reach this point of like, they've had enough, right? Enough is enough. They're motivated. And they spent 20 years getting out of shape and then they expect to get back in shape in four months, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, what in your right mind believes, leads you to believe that you've earned the right to do this? Like, first yeah. of all, it's not possible, you know? Uh, but second of all, even if, even if it was like, how, how, do you think it's sustainable, you know? And so we really go after sustainable long-term habits. A lot of guys that work for me, you know, I won't work with them for less than six months. We typically work with each other for a year. Um, most of them have not achieved their goals in a year, right. but they're on the path to know how to treat themselves properly for the rest of their lives. And so if people just started to treat this more like a marathon instead of a sprint, I feel like, yeah, I mean, do you see a lot of, I mean, a lot of like we have here, the same type of thing where people come in with a lot of, with a ton of misconceptions and, you know, preconceptions as to 
all right, I'm going to get on a diet. I'm going to train hard for six weeks. I'm going to lose X amount of weight, right? And, you know, like we subscribe to it. We do our, you know, summer slim downs and body transformations and all those things have a place and, and they're a thousand percent better than doing nothing. Absolutely. But anybody who's seen long-term change, it's, it's the, like you said, the habitual compound interest of just, you know, if, let's say like somebody who comes to our 6 a.m. classes, it's getting your ass up at 5.15 and putting your sneakers on and coming to the gym three to four times a week at 6 a.m. and making it happen and doing right. that for five years. Five years. <laughs> five years. Great. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and look, your, your six week challenges lead into your, your program. Right. Like it's, it's a, it, like I, I, there, there's, especially as a coach, especially as right. a business it's a good owner, swift kick in the ass. Kind somebody's, of. somebody's going to pay you a lot of money. You got to get them some wins right away. Right. You know, you got, you got to get them feeling good about the process. Sure. But you know, you also got to get them in the right mindset that this is, this is the rest of their life. Not, not six weeks. This is not right. a summer thing. This is not a fad. Like, this is not a cleanse. This is, you know, this is not a crazy ass workout class. Like right. this is the rest of your life. So what habits can you implement for the rest of your life to enjoy yourself and live a healthier version of you? And so a lot of times it's, it's just getting people acclimated to like, look, there's a better way to do things. I know that you said that you go to work and you sit around from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., but we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get up once an hour. We're going to move around. You're going to do a couple lunges. Yeah, I don't yeah. care if like you're going to do, you're going to do a couple pushups. You know, you're going to take a walk around the floor. If you can't go outside, you're going to go into a conference room and just pace a little bit. I love that you, stuff. I love that stuff that you put out on your Instagram and social media and even the emails that you have. It's just like, you know, again, people, people put off little stuff because they feel like they have to get this all or none thing. And it's just got to be this, like giant, it's got to be a supernova, right? Like I have to, you know, Hey, I'm getting married in six weeks. I got to lose 25 pounds. Well, right. <laughs> you know, all right. <laughs> you know, right, why right. didn't you come to me six months ago? Right. But, right. but the reality is, is that, you know, if you got a standing desk and stood up the majority of your day, you probably wouldn't have as many back postural neck issues. If you, if you, you know, took a lunch break every hour, like you said, and walked back and forth, did some stretches, did a couple lunges, right? You, you're going to keep that blood flow moving and keep your body moving. You're going to be so much more pliable, but people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it's, they, it's too simple. It's too simple. No, I have to have this complicated program that restricts the shit out of my life for X, X amount of time. And then it's like the acknowledgement goes off in my head. Like I'm on this special program where it's yeah. like, no, nah, not really dude. All you got to do is, you know, eat three squares a day, have two healthy snacks, try to get seven hours of sleep and, you know, show up at the gym four days a week and probably be pretty good. You just got to do that for a long time. And it's like, Oh, Oh, that sounds like a lot of work now. I, I, w I would put, and I, and I say this to people, I, I, I would put somebody to sleep telling them how I stay in shape. <laughs> it's, it's, boring, it's boring as hell. Right. You know, There's you, no imams, no amrams, no chippers, right. you know, you, no you, crossfit people, jargon. You know, for, for the younger, for the younger audience, you know, yeah. guys, guys, my age and Joe's age, we, we go to dinner parties. That's what yeah. we do with our families. Yeah. I put a dinner party to sleep because <laughs> it's not, it's, 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 it's not flashy. It's day not drinking, flashy. baby. Day drinking. <laughs> right. There's no more late night drinking. I love day drinking. God. Um, <laughs> It's not flashy. It's not flashy. You know, yeah. like it's, it's not a, it's not a crazy fad diet. I eat real foods from as close to nature as possible. I try to eat organic. I eat high quality grass fed meat. Yeah, yeah. I eat wild caught. Like, like there, there's nothing, there's not, you know, it's not keto. It's not it, like, it's, it's not carnivore. It's not vegan. Like 
all those things work. Everything works. The crazy yeah. ass workout works too. How yep. sustainable is it? Yeah. How good luck being, you know, carnivore or keto, you know, on July 4th in the summer, you know, like, like just, yeah. just good, good luck, you know, like, so what can you do that is something that you can live the rest of your life with? And, and the, all these things will change. I'll go through yeah. phases, periods where I'm super dialed in and I'll go through pay phases and periods where I don't give a damn what I'm doing. Yeah. And so, you know, and you need that, right? Everybody needs like kind of an to. off season and an in season too kind of mentality. You know, you can't, there is no such thing as eating perfect and training like a, like rich froning for just year on year on year. Not when you're, you know, unless you're rich froning, but, and that's your job. But like, if you're, if you're, if you're, you know, the Brian Panuzas of the world, the financial, the lawyer, the accountant, it's like, no, I got a, I got a nine to five. I have to go to, I got a family, I got three kids, wife, we got to do things. That's not reality. Correct. I mean, look, if we're, 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 this, it's, it's, it's early July right now. We're, we're month four or five of, of some yeah. crazy, crazy times that we've been in, sure. uh, and with COVID and quarantines and at home stuff, gyms have been, you know, just reopening, but have been closed. Yeah. Like if this moment of our lifetimes has taught us nothing else it's if you can cook your own food which we've been forced to do yep. if you can take a lot of walks which for a while that's all we had right yep. if you can get more sleep because we haven't been commuting if you can keep your fitness simple which you guys do a very good job of um but like you've been forced to do at home mm -hmm. um you know like those things like those move the needle and, and, and yeah. you spend more time with people that you love, you know, and, and so I know, I know, I know a little, you know, too much family time can sometimes be a little bit more sure. stressful than, and de-stressing, but if you can, no, but you those can are also it. things that you can take with you anywhere. Like you don't anywhere, need anywhere, complicated, anywhere. anything that you know? gets you, that gets you so far down the road to success. You have no idea, yeah. you know, and I've had, I've had clients who have been sort of, you know, struggling with life stuff just to get themselves moving yeah. and March hit and they hit the ground and they did not look back because, because they were locked in and, and it's the, all, all they had to do was focus on really basic stuff. Yeah. And when you're forced to do that, sometimes it can be the reminder that you need that, you know, look like, like we, we went to your gym. My wife went to your gym yep. because she couldn't live without the community. Like right. there is so much power in that, but sure. like, could, could anyone have given her the exercise that you guys gave? Of her? Yeah, of course. Of course yeah. Could, could anybody anyway. give you the nutrition advice that I give? 100%. We all know what to do. Like a very, very small population sure. percentage, percentage of our population truly doesn't know what to do. Right. And so the question becomes, why don't we do it? And that's what I became fascinated with. That's what I was like, why do I do this stuff? Why every Monday do I wake up and like, curse myself for owing the bookie money or why like every Friday morning and I'm like, why didn't I just go home after the work? Right. Why did I go find my three idiot friends yeah, and yeah, stay yeah. out another two and a half hours? Like, right. why am I doing this stuff? Why do people do it? I mean, have you, have, hey, please enlighten us because you know, there's a lot of people out there trying to figure it out. And obviously, uh, you know, I have clues as to why a lot of people do it, but you know, what are some of the reasons that you know, people always, they, they just seem to choose the path of least resistance. Yeah. Look, I think, I think we, we avoid, we avoid things that are hard. We avoid yeah. discomfort, you know, and, and it gets real uncomfortable trying to figure out why you have some of your deep, dark secrets and yeah. why you do some of the things that you do. And it forces you to go back to childhood. It forces you to go back to moments where you're like, sure. you know, oh, I don't really want to deal with that. That's tough. Right. And it's still hard for me, you know? And of course. so it's practicing getting uncomfortable 
my dog's going a little crazy right now. Prep mailman's probably here. Uh, practicing getting uncomfortable is really what um, I think is critical for a lot of people yeah. to do. And that can be as, as you know, I mean, I like I'm a big like, cold shower guy. The water's not super cold here in California anymore, but, but like I'll jump in the ocean, I'll jump in a cold shower just because like, or an ice, ice, bucket, you know, ice tub or whatever, because, you know, your brain is telling you to get the hell out. You know, your brain is telling you to stop, stop doing right. this. And when you realize that you have to just take a breath and really you're not going to die, you're going to be okay. Uh, this is a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And like, so what else, where else in your life do you do that? You know, where sure. else do you have that momentary, like that, that moment where you immediately go for the sedation, you immediately go for the comfort. Um, and it's really trying to slow down in your life and figure those, those areas out. And you'll find patterns if you, if you yeah. slow down enough and look. I think a lot of, you know, I mean, because of the way, and this is going like deep rooted shit, but like over the years, I mean, thousands of years of evolution in society and the labeling of humans as, you know, successful or unsuccessful, you know, happy or sad, smart, or that guy, that guy's got a great personality or that girl's, you know, really pretty and in great shape and blah, blah, blah. So because we do that, you know, over the years, it's like our brain, it's like a, it's a protective mechanism to protect ourselves from emotional damage and, you know, emotional stress and emotional damage is, you know, probably the hardest thing to, to put a tangible fix on. Right. You know, for getting somebody in the gym here with me, it's like if all there was to it was, you know, put 20 pounds on your bench, lose 15 pounds of body fat and, 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 and improve your mobility. Well, that's as simple as laying out some physical mechanisms over a six, eight, 10, 12 week plan. That's super easy. Well, why did, and then, well, and then I scratched my head. Well, I just laid out the, the greatest periodization program known to man in strength and conditioning and we still failed. Why? Well, because, you know, when you went home, you, you, you opted for the haagen versus, you know, the chicken and broccoli or, you know, and when you were supposed to be doing your, you know, recovery work, your recovery work was uh, vodka sodas, you know, and stuff like that. So, and, and so the human, you know, uh, uh, element of physical development is really the biggest, you know, the mindset there is the biggest thing. And I think a lot of it, like I said, when I talked to all, like a perfect example, I talked to a client and I was like, I was, you know, doing it, not complaining a little bit about not losing weight, not getting the shape she wants. We do, we do a a nutritional analysis, you know, drank about three or four bottles of wine that week. Right. And I said, I said, you know, we probably got to cut down on the booze a little bit. And she's like, well, if you think that I'm going through this life without a bottle of wine a day, you're, you got the wrong person. I said, well, we got to figure this out, right? There's a lot more going on here than just wanting to get in shape, right? So, you know, and again, obviously, you know, there was some, there's some underlying issues that, you know, if you can't, if that's how you have to get by 4 p.m., then we're going to have a lot of tough times making some changes here. So, you know, I want to, I want to dive into the business side of things a little bit, Brian, because, you know, I love the, I love everything that, you know, you're saying, and there's some great ideas there. And I think every, and even guys that are doing that do have great relationships that are fulfilled and like somebody like myself, right? Like I look at, I look at, you know, I've had lots of struggles just like everybody else. I've had ups and downs. My wife and I have, have way more highs than lows, but you know, just like everybody, we've had plenty of lows, you know, we've had plenty of times when we wanted to kill each other and probably more her wanting to kill me. Right. Uh, And so forth. And the stress of life and such is always there in, in every regard. I've been very lucky in my life that I've had that I that I do something that I truly love and is passionate about. I was able to create this, you know, amazing business and brand, um, literally out of out of something you know that I did since I was a little kid, right? How 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 do you know 
so how do people that have that mindset like you're they're thinking themselves i'm more interested in the coaches and the business side here yeah if if you're if you're somebody who loves fitness who wants to make a change or has made a change like you have and sees an opportunity there what were some of the steps you took at first like what were some of the first things you started thinking of about i'm going to create this business i'm going to create this brand how did you get start getting all that together what what was the thought process behind taking the the transformation that you made personally and turning into a business where you can help people? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the first thing I did, and, and I didn't even know that I was doing this for my business. I just was doing it personally was I hired a coach mm -hmm. um, and I got around people that held me accountable yep. and I got around people that I wanted to be more like. And so um, was that the first time you ever had like a life coach type of kind of oh, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you try, I mean, you'll, you'll relate to this and I've said this before, you know, Jersey guy, alpha male, athlete, Wall Street guy, try to tell me to hire a coach, try to tell me to hire somebody. Soft. Who can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> soft as hell. Get the hell out of here with that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, you know, like, again, it's, you know, this was now, we're pushing about three years ago. Yep. You know, so I had made some kind of progress on my own in my life. I had found, you know, a lot of these people who are health and wellness type of people also have some good mindset stuff. I started to be open to shit, you know, maybe my mindset is broken about, you know, different things. If I, if I thought that I was supposed to be this broken down ex-athlete Wall Street guy that got up from the chair and moaned and groaned, and that's not the case, what else is not the case in my life? So I came into it with an open mind and it helped that, you know, the guy that I hired was this big, you know, jacked fitness guy. And so like, he was this alpha male too. And so, yeah. and I didn't really know what I was getting into, you know? Uh, and as you know, like you get in, in that room in one of those meetups and it's a bunch of grown ass men, you know, crying their faces off. And so, um, you know, just getting around people that, sure. that, that were able to challenge me, um, and push me, uh, was huge for me because I played team sports my whole life and, you know, I've been everything from the rookie to the captain. Right. And so I understood my role in that group. Um, I understood, you know, being around people who you viewed as mentors, um, and as leaders and following them, I think you also need people who are your peers, uh, that can kind of pull you along and you can push, uh, sure. as well. And then you have people that you're teaching things to, you know, the clients that I immediately went after, uh, the clients that I have now, the people in my life that, you know, view me as their leader. And so, you know, for me, first step was, was hiring somebody and getting accountable to, to a group of people or to an individual. And I think if everyone did that in some aspect of their life, obviously paying for it makes you pay attention to it a lot more. Sure. I'm a big believer in that. I have multiple coaches that I pay. Um, but if you can't afford it or don't want to afford it, just go find somebody that's going to hold your ass to the fire. Sure. Uh, and not just, you know, say, yeah, yeah, cool. That's a great, great goal. Good, you know, and check and not check in with you. Right. Find somebody in your life that truly wants the best for you. Tell them what you want with your life and ask for their help. Ask sure. for their commitment to hold you accountable to do the things that you say that you're going to do because we as human beings constantly have a huge disconnect between um, actions and words. Yeah. And so when those two things don't align on a consistent basis, we constantly chip away at our self-confidence. Sure. So we say that we're going to do a hundred things this week and we do 80 of them. We actually did really well, yeah. but all we focus on are the 20 things that we didn't 20 do. lies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so those things chip away at our, at our self-confidence. And so I'm a huge believer of keeping the promises that you make mm -hmm. to yourselves. And that's why with my guys, 
we'll do two or three things in a week. That's all we're focusing on this week, two, three things. They're going to move the needle in our lives. Um, and they're going to get us. It's part of the sort of trust the process, mm -hmm. part of our process goals to get us to the ultimate outcome goal, which is lose the weight, run the race, improve the relationship, whatever, but like really dial it in. What are we going to do this week to focus on it? And I'm going to hold you accountable to it. We're going to have, you know, markers to know that we actually got there. And at the end of the week, we're going to audit it and we're going to see, did we do it? We didn't do it. Why didn't we do it? Did we not keep our end of the bargain? Or did we set something up that was unrealistic? And that's another aspect too, where, you know, we go from the couch to seven days a week at varsity house. Now, yeah, fortunately yeah. you guys have trained professionals. The last couple of weeks, yeah. Right. Like, but you know, your, your, your guys, you're going to know, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe take a walk um, mm -hmm. tomorrow instead of coming in here, or, or maybe we just do some recovery when you're in here, but, but they'll, they'll go to set, you know, zero days a week yeah. to seven days a week at CrossFit yeah. and smashed. smashed. And if you don't, you know, it's like, maybe just, maybe just one or two, right? Yeah. Two's a, one, one's a double two, you know, two's an increase of 200%, you know? And so when we set ourselves up to fail, we lose that confidence and, yeah. and confident people don't, they, they go off track for a couple of days. They enjoy right. themselves for the weekend. They don't, they don't fly off the wagon into the hole and never to be found again for a month. They come back. Now, when they you, when you, when you say, I mean, like you hired a coach now, I've hired business coaches a lot. Like obviously like, you know, again, being totally focused for years on just building a business, building a business. I hired a variety of business coaches and every time I did the business leveled up a ton mm -hmm. and I could always think back to the first time I went from 2006 to 2011 on my own, like kind of like, you know, skin of the teeth type mentality. And I, the first business coach I ever hired was Pat Rigsby. And Pat's like a pretty big name in the fitness industry who does a lot of like, you know, marketing and stuff like that. And I was like blown away at how much more polished, you know, uh, people were than myself. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm missing the boat on this. And then there was this huge level up. And it took me a long time before I started thinking that, wow, you know, if I could hire like a personal coach and a yeah. mindset coach and a strategic coach, like a, a strategic life coach that if I level myself up, that's going to level up business even more, right? Because I can learn, you know, you can read all the marketing books in the world, but a lot of it has to do with your own personal context on, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. And so, so, um, do you feel like a lot of the guy, a lot of people out there, you know, I don't know, like, it, you know, cause you see it with counseling. Like when you say like, like I tell everybody, like, go see a shrink. Why wouldn't you go talk to a shrink? Go get a count, go speak to somebody, get, yeah. get, get, get those childhood pains. And you know, the, the girlfriend that broke your heart, the mom, or your daddy who didn't love you or something, whatever it is, you know, get that shit off your chest and, yeah. and, and go talk to somebody who has an unbiased kind of arbitrary opinion. And everybody's like, Oh, like. I don't need to talk to nobody about that crap. Nobody wants to listen to that shit. I'm like, no, that's what they get paid for. And they, they actually do. And, 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 you know, when you go speak to somebody, it actually feels great. And getting in groups like that, when you have a life coach, it's not only, it's not just about getting the latest hack or tip on marketing business, or in this case, in your case, like, you know, how to set up your morning and stuff like that, right. How to have a great morning hack. It's, it's, it's somebody that actually, you know, bounce your problems and issues off of. And it's like, Hey, and, and like you said, make those rudder corrections along the way. So like, if I do go too hard or I do fall off the wagon, I have somebody there to say, Hey man, don't beat yourself up too bad. You put in three great weeks of awesome work. This was a mistake. You slipped up for a couple of days, you know, no big deal. Let's get back on the horse on Monday. And you have somebody there to kind of help dust you off. That's what I think the real value is in hiring a coach. It's it's not the tips. It's not the it's not it's 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 the little voice that says, "Dude, get up, 
you know, fix yourself up, you know, make you like, like I, I always think of like, like, like a James Bond, you know, you just got, you just got done kicking the shit out of like 10 people. And then you just like, you know, shake him, shakes himself <laughs> off. And he's like, looks like he's perfectly quaffed again. Right. You right, know right. what I mean? But that's kind of the mentality you have to have. It's like, look, you're human. You're going to make mistakes. Get up the people in your lives. A lot of times, a lot of guys that, you know, I've surrounded myself with, and I know you, they surround themselves with guys that, that are, you know, detractors, they take away from, you know, let's go to the bar, let's do this, let's go, let's go get some, let's go chase girls, let's go do whatever. And, and, and you know, those people kind of can lead you down a path of darkness where like, if you, you know, hiring a coach, it's generally going to be somebody who's going to say, no, that's probably a bad idea, dude. Like, you know, don't, don't do those things because we're trying to create some better habits. So I love that. And, and, and I think, look, I do it every day. I'm trying to tell people how to, you know, how to, how to, like, why wouldn't you hire a personal trainer? Well, I don't know. I won't spend the money. All right, but did you pay? You paid for the air conditioning in your house to get fixed, right? Yeah, okay. You pay. You you hire. You have a you have an accountant, right? Yeah. I was like, well, last time the brakes went in your car, did you did you take it to the auto shop? Yeah. All right. Well, how does that relate? How is that different than fitness? <laughs> you yeah, know fitness I mean? is the fitness is the is is the it's one area anomaly. in most people's lives where they're like they don't they don't draw the 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 the, the parallel and the conclusion yeah. that you just did. I mean you know, we'll, we'll pay for anything, you know, like we got right. guys to cut the grass and people to, to, to clean Who the cuts their grass in Bergen County. How many guys, how many friends did you have that did their own grass? <laughs> Zero. Nobody. Zero. Right. So, so you know, so yeah, I, you, go ahead. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I was just going to say, you know, like you, you'd be able to speak what you were just talking about. You'd be able to speak to uh, much better than me in terms of having, you know, these coaching business coaching clients. I mean, especially recently, like what's the percentage of, you know, tactical advice that you've been giving him versus just like oh. dude, some, some therapy on the couch, yeah. you know, yeah, it's and been like 20 emotional. Right yeah. Now. And sometimes, sure. you know, look, when you're in the hole digging it with the yeah. shovel, you can't see anything else except the hole. Yeah. And oftentimes it takes somebody who's not in the hole to tap you on the shoulder and go, bro, just put the shovel down. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, step on. one Let's to go. get out of any hole that you're in is to stop digging the damn hole. And so put it down. Here's my hand. Let me, let me show you where the sunlight is. And like, we'll figure this out. I love that analogy. Stop digging the hole. That was the Santhi analogy. Boy, step one, step one to get out of any hole you're in. This is another coach of mine that Joe knows, you know, like, oh dude, I'm in this hole that blah, blah, blah. I just go on this tangent for like 20 minutes. And like, he'd sit back like Yoda. I'm like, okay, (laughs) step one. We just got to stop digging the hole. I'm like, that's like, genius. Oh. That is genius. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's so simple. It's so simple in the moment, right? It's, yeah, it's so yeah. simple in the moment, you know? And like, I remember I, I, we moved out here mm-hmm. last August and I was, I was bugging out. I was like, yeah. oh my God, this isn't a vacation. I, I moved from Jersey. I moved from mm-hmm. the only place I've ever lived. In what have I done? Home. What have I done? Right. And meanwhile, here I am, like, I'm, um, I'm at the damn beach, dude. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't be in a nicer area of the country. And I went up and I went up to CJ in, in a few weeks in, and I was like, I was freaking out. Stressed, and yeah. Like, and, he, and he just sits back. He's like, let me get this straight. After 41 years of living in the same place and after 20 years of doing the same thing every day for a career, you're freaking out because you don't have it all figured out. And I go, yeah, exactly. And we're just like, Does it make any sense? I'm like, no, it doesn't make any sense at all. So, you, know, it's like, you, you, you oftentimes need a friend, you need sure. a coach, you need a confidant, you need, you need somebody who has your best interest in mind to look out for you and just go, dude, just slow down. So after you hire the coach, then, you know, what was kind of like the process? Like, you know, how, how right now, what's, what does 
marketing? What does the message look like? How do you, how do you get the word out and how do you communicate your message with people? What type of information, what tools are you using there for, you know, for, again, for people looking to start maybe a coaching business a mentoring mm -hmm. business, what are some of the things you're, you're relying on there? Yeah. So I've, I've, you know, fortunately I've, for me, uh, my network of career driven, financially career successful fathers with kids that are screwed up in other aspects of their lives. Yeah. Is a, I got a pretty deep bench there. <laughs> um, and it's just the nature of me doing something for 20 years and being able to rely on that network that I have. Sure. So that's a big, big uh, positive for me. And I mm -hmm. lean on that real hard. Okay. So I haven't been doing um, as much of the traditional um, marketing, building a funnel, being on so I mean I'm on social well, I see media like an email day kind of like an e like a couple of emails enjoy, a week. I enjoy. And... I've found I've gravitated. Uh, what what I'm really starting to do is understand that what makes me happy and understand what I enjoy doing. And I don't enjoy posting on my Instagram feed every single day. And I push myself to do that. And it's like, what am I doing? I don't enjoy yeah, this yeah. process. It's like doing it's like do, do, doing a diet that you hate. You're like, yep. what the hell are you doing? And so I post most days, but I don't post every day. And I don't beat myself up over it when I take a weekend off. Or if I can't think of something to, to say today, and there's all sorts of tactics and stuff to have sure. for that thing. But um, I write, I write a few times a week. So I drive people to my email list. Um, and people, you know, the feedback that I get is, yep. is, is, is pretty positive there. Uh, I am active, you know, on social, uh, I'm starting a podcast. Uh -huh. And so, you know, I've realized that my communication uh, is most powerful, uh, you know, in written word, uh, and also in spoken sure. word. And so that's where I'm going to focus my attention. I'm able to, um, you know, leverage the community that I already have, uh, through friendships and professional relationships. Uh, and so I've really, uh, you know, gone hard with, with those areas. And that's just, you know, constant connecting, networking, checking in on people. So that's, you know, sort of your typical, just like staying connected yep. to people. Uh, and caring, like truly caring. And obviously, you know, I'm always thinking in the back of my head that this guy's an ideal client. I mean, he's a mess, but he's also my friend or he's also a yeah, guy yeah. I worked with for 15 years. Right. And so I'm just checking in on him. And if I, see, if I hear a podcast that, you know, I think he'd res would resonate with him, I send it to him. Or if I read an article, I send it to him. Or, you know, I'm just constantly going out of my way to connect with people and to add value and to give as much as I can and, you know, this type of service, you know, it's a higher ticket service. Sure. Uh, people, like I said, they got to be in pain. And so, like, I can't, you know, push them over the edge, especially right. because a lot of them are personal relationships right now. And so they come to me when they're ready, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. when they yeah, feel yeah. like that there's time. So for me, you know, I'm a little bit of, um, of a weird situation in terms of like, I don't have traditional, traditional marketing. marketing sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And you know, like I, I, you know, we're building funnels and yep. I'm doing, I'm doing the things that, you know, all business owners are supposed to You're do. Learning some of that tech, that tech nonsense on the back end. That's crazy. It's, oh. it's the worst. It's absolutely worst. I, I, I think I, I wrote, I wrote an email about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, just give me a goddamn bond to trade. Like sometimes that is like my, my mantra in a day. I'm like, yeah, yeah like this funnel stuff, KPIs, yeah. all this, like I get out of here with this stuff. Like, just yeah. give me, a, just give me something I know how to do, like trade a bond. Like that's all I want to do. And so well, maybe that's why writing comes natural to you. I mean, look, our generation still is, you know, people that still read, 
you know what I mean? <laughs> and they still actually read stuff. Right. So if you, if your demographic was, you know, 22 year olds, I'd be like, well, writing email, writing, writing 1500 word emails isn't going to get them. Cause Correct. if they can't read it in three minutes, three seconds, they don't want to read it. So, you know, Correct. that, that's kind of a cue to your demographic that you're going mm -hmm. after and the people that need that. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, you know, I always, I found the same thing. Like I just enjoyed expressing myself through writing and I didn't even know that that existed until I started doing it. So it's kind of yeah. like, you know, when you start, you know, doing that for yourself, it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe guys like us, maybe because we're from Jersey, maybe because we're hard, right. And we're not supposed to be emotional. You know what I mean? That, that verbalizing some of those things is a little bit harder yeah. And writing them out, you know what I mean? And some of the things for that sure. are in your mind. You know? I'll, I'll, if it's still to this day, I mean, with Tasha, I'll, I know that I, I struggle communicating verbally. Yeah. And so we'll disengage from, you know, a conversation and I'll send her a long text or I'll yeah. write something down or I'll write it. And then like, I'll talk to her and I'm like, I'm not trying to be fake. I just like, it's, it's like, I just need notes, you know, yeah. like I just, I, I, I ask for time to, to think about things because I struggle to verbalize things on the fly. Right. And you get emotional and then you wind up saying shit you don't want to Absolutely. say. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I revert to old, old patterns. And, oh yeah. And behaviors and yeah. Right. And oh I, yeah. I, 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 I passive aggressively mumble something as exactly. I'm in the room. Exactly. And so, and now she, you know, and, and to her credit, that goes, you know, nowhere she, fast. she, she say, come back, yeah. come on back. We're not done. This is not the way you're ending this, you know? So um, it's just constantly understanding, yeah. you know, what it is you struggle with. And, and working on it and like you don't have to build the business that somebody else has on Instagram yeah, and I, I don't want that I you know I'm on it because I have to be and I'm on it because it's a place for people to get to sure. know me and I also enjoy sharing like you know my life is not like I mean, your like Instagram this. is mostly like lots of fun tips it's a lot of you and your family it's it's, it's not like you know I, you're not you're not, you're not I don't know, you know, some, and this is no knock on anybody who's doing it. Cause I don't knock anybody, you know, like whatever, whatever works for you, whatever's your brand. That's great. But like, you know, there's some people who are literally standing on a soapbox every day preaching about yeah. things. And for you, it's just like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Check it yeah. out. If, if, if it, if it looks good to you and something you like, you post recipes, you, you know, there's tons and tons of, uh, 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 you know, just stuff with your kids, how to, how to, how to have more fun as a family, things like that. And, and, and it's kind of lighthearted, which, which I think, you know, the demographic that you're trying to attract, you know, something I always talk about in our business consulting and our business mentorships is like, look, be real, be, be yeah. what, be what you are. Absolutely. When you, when you try so hard to be something else or you market too hard, sometimes um, it just comes off as unauthentic and disingenuous. And, and, and I've always found that our best successes always come from, you know, the, the results that we get with our clients, number one, right? Like you said, it's like, Hey, I just got to, my give a shit's got to be really high and I'm just going to help these people as much as I can. So it's like, well, there's no better marketing strategy than actually helping people and, and make, you know, making them feel good and getting results and, 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 you know, and being true to yourself, right? Cause you're just going to attract people that, you know, people are going to see that and they say, man, I really like that guy. And it's like, you know, and, and it's not, and when they get to know you, it's not like, Oh, it's not quite what I thought he was, right? And it's just like, hey, this is this is everyday life. I am I am highly imperfect, highly flawed, and I you know, <laughs> and I got kids, and I'm a career driven dad, and now you know I'm I'm trying to build a business, and that's insane, and I don't know what the yeah. hell you decided to do this for because this is as crazy as me trying to go on <laughs> Wall Street twenty years ago. Yeah, like this is not it's not sunshine and rainbows, and like it's you know 
it, it is what it is, you know? And so I, what's and a I, typical day for you look like now? Like how do you, like if you're, if you're working, obviously working as an online business is a little bit different. Yeah. It's not like you're going and grind. You're not rolling into the city at 7 a.m. to catch the overseas market and stuff like that. So yeah. what does a typical day look like? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I'm still up early. You know, that's something that, you know, I, I was sort of forced into mm-hmm. uh, with my life. And we started working 6.30, 6.45 every day. You know, if I was training in the morning, it was at 5 a.m. So I was up at 4.30 you know, most days I was commuting into the city. Uh, that's not something that I've given up. Uh, you know, I still, I have the luxury now of not having any place to be per se each morning. I control my own schedule. I don't have, you know, a nine to five, I really, it was a 7am to five. Uh, I don't have that. Um, but I still, you know, really, really hold, um, my morning sacred. And I'm a big believer of waking up and, attacking and getting things done. And what that might be for me might be a little bit different from you. Um, I think there's a lot of foundational fundamental things that we should be doing each day. I think we should all be waking up and hydrating ourselves and moving our bodies a little bit and doing some meaningful work. But if that's training for me, um, if that's meditation for you, if that's breath work, if that's a walk outside, whatever it is, just go do it. You know, if you, if you, I tell people all the time, if you wake up, and sort of stumble into the kitchen, make coffee, and try and figure out your day and don't know what you're doing for the first 90 minutes, yeah. you, you've already lost the day. And so sure. our, most, our most productive hours are the first couple of the morning. Um, you don't have to get up at five in the morning, but it's helpful if you do. And oftentimes, ultimately, what we'll, what we'll work into with clients is like, all right, cool, you're not getting up at five, you're getting up at seven, that's fine. Um, but your kids get up at 7.02, and I know what happens when kids get up, right? You're, right. you're, you're out the window. Yeah. And so, but, but, but why are you going to bed at, at midnight, you know, like we're 1230, like, what are we doing with the last two hours of our day? You know, are they as productive as the first two hours could be right. if we got up at 530 or six? Certainly and so not. it's just slowly getting people, yeah, yeah. A, a, um, a, just a, a company to, to, to understanding that there's a different way to do things, you know, sure. and, and oh, well, wait, what if I did carve out this time for myself in the morning? Oh, wait, what if I did take a walk for 10 minutes a day, you know, around lunchtime? And that's what's been the, the beauty of, of this, you know, kind of pause that we've had in our everyday lives. Sure. It's, it's completely jacked up all of our schedules. Like, yeah. even me, the, you know, Tasha and I, the work from home pack, parents, you know, like we were, I, I was in, I was in a frenzy. I was like, I, I became a kindergarten teacher, you know? Uh, and it was like, screw all, especially the people that we follow, you know, for a lot of fitness yeah. people, nutrition people, all younger, they don't have families, yeah, you sure. know, personal development, they're reading books. Like, Go fuck yourself with all these books that you read. Like, come over <laughs> and watch my kids. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. come, come watch my kids. My house is yeah. chaos right try, now. Try reading a book in my house. I read a book for, for 17 seconds before I pass out at night. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like, um, but so, so my day, my day is, is, is very structured, um, but it's, it's my structure. And okay. so, you know, I'll have some calls in the morning. Um, you know, if I want to carve out time to go to the grocery store, I do that. Uh, if I want to go train, I do that. Uh, typically I still like to train in the, in the early mornings. Um, so, you know, not having a gym was, was a bummer for me. Yeah. Uh, we opened back up and then they, they went to like gloves and masks. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not in the gym anymore. Uh, but you know, again, adapt, like you don't yeah. have a gym. Cool. What do you do? So I've started to like walk around more. And like my big thing now is like, I live, I live in an area with a lot of Hills. So yeah, run up on the hill. hill, walk up it, run up it. 
do some push-ups at the top of it, bring some dumbbells to it, you know, do like do, do some squats, cleans, presses, like put them down, walk down the hill, do some lunges up the hill, maybe do some push-ups at the bottom. Man. You know, like there's a lot of things that we can do that move the needle in our lives. And if we just do more of those things over time, you know, you're going to find out, you're going to wake up in, in six months. It's too simple folks. It's too simple. You just don't <laughs> want to hear it. You want a book with a magic formula. It's got to have a catchy name like the, you know, six minute abs or, you know, the zone or something badass. It's not, you know, this is not badass enough. I'm sorry, Brian. It's not bad. It's Here, too right. simple. It's too but, simple. But how, <laughs> Joe, how'd you build your business? Right. You know I mean, how'd you build it's, your business? I mean, brick you by fucking brick. grinded every single yeah, day. Brick you by know, brick. like, you didn't, yeah. you didn't hire one guy. You didn't, yeah. you didn't buy one book. You didn't implement one plan. Yeah. There was no funnel, you know, that, nope. you, that you, right. The funnels didn't Not for years. Then. Not for, I didn't even know funnel. The only, oh. the only funnels I did were beer funnels in college. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, you know, so, so the answer is the same across yeah. all, all areas of our life. Sure. It's, it's work. It's a solid plan and it's commitment to. to so to in a vacuum it. here in an ideal world, you know, what does this ideal life and business look like? You know, for you, what's the plan here? Is the plan to scale? Do you want to, you're going to keep it a solo operation? Would you like to, you know, at some point maybe have employees, you know, where, where does, where does it go or as we progress and what's kind of the long-term plan there? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm, I'm in the midst of figuring that out and I'm not stressing over the fact that I don't have the exact plan, mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately, you know, I'm not, I can do the math, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching, uh, you're ultimately trading your hours for sure. time. And quite frankly, I left a job that paid me a much higher hourly wage yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I wanted to leave because I was done with being someplace on someone else's time. Sure. And so uh, I really enjoy what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing it for a while. Um, I have a real passion for corporate wellness and, you know, having sat in corporate environments in office buildings for 20 years, uh, I really understand how broken the the mindset and the model is in a lot of sure. these places. And I've worked for, I've worked at boutique firms and I've worked at massive global banks and, you know, we just have it all wrong. We, we treat, you know, the th a third of our lives, you know, that we are at work. Um, like it doesn't move the needle for us at all. And it's a source of us degrading on a daily basis sure. instead of using it uh, to our advantage. And so, you know, I want to go into companies and for, again, fortunately I have a network of people yep. who guys who have been very successful and either run their own businesses or in management teams where I can go in um, and effectively just, you know, audit what they're doing yep. um, and look at it. And, and there's a huge so need for it, especially now. Cause you think about like, you know, I mean with, with what's going on right now, there's just a, a another layer of stress on top of everyone too. So you, you know, people are scrambling and I, you know, I, I've seen it here. Everybody, you know, from young to old, like your demographic, 35 to 55, like I need to get my shit together. And there's two types of people. Like I did nothing during quarantine and I put on 20 pounds and, you know, hey, I had some more time and opportunity. So I spent a lot more time with my family. I went for tons of walks. We got, we, we've been doing more outdoor stuff than ever. And we've had, you know, I had probably somewhere in the range of like 50%, like 50% of the clients came back like relatively healthy and 50% came back, you know whoa, what happened? And they're like, I know, I know, I know. And it's like, I was like, you know, margaritas, whoa. beer, taco <laughs> nights. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. all right, we got some work to do. Let's get back okay. at it. You know? So <laughs> that's awesome. And I mean, look, I, I didn't have it all figured out. And I think most entrepreneurs don't. I mean, you're, you, 
the first few years, like they say, you know, you're kind of riding on the seat of your pants of passion. You're excited to do something. You're helping a ton of people and there's a lot of fulfillment there. And I think, like you said, scaling the business, you know, uh, uh, comes down to being able to have a greater reach with more impact and more people. So maybe, you know, there's lots of great technologies now. I was just on a pod. I, we just did a podcast that we haven't released yet with, uh, with true coach and uh, a great platform that we love. And there's so many, um, scales there that you can put in all their nutrition, their accountability. So, you know, maybe there is some type of platform like that down the road a year from now where somebody like myself can jump onto a, maybe like a lower ticket item where it's like, all right, Hey, I can kind of get the process started. I'm already become familiar with the brand. I get to know you. I get to know some of your habits and things that you're, you're that what you're all about, your core values and things like that. And then, you know, down the road when I'm really ready to make that systemic change or hire a coach, then then it's moving up the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, as, as I'm, as I'm starting to understand marketing, there's, you know, having a low ticket offer, having some sort of value ladder where people can sort of get to know you be in your community, uh, and then ultimately, you know, you have, you know, maybe a product, a course, maybe it's online modules that I have. Yeah. Again, I, I'm, I'm giving myself the grace that I don't need to figure this all out. You know, I, I spent 20 years doing one thing and I, and I could do that with my eyes closed. And I'm now been doing this for two years, you know, one year as a side hustle and another year as sort of a full-time job. And quite frankly, I didn't even buy into the fact that this was actually what I was supposed to be doing until about six months ago. So, you know, I mean, I, I am, um, I'm, I'm, um, I've lived this life now for five or seven years. So I, I'm, yeah. you know, I, I understand what it takes and I know the transformation and I am truly an expert, um, working with the people that I do. So yeah. that's another thing I thought like big time imposter syndrome, you know, sure. how am I going to differentiate myself from someone like you who's been doing this their entire life? Someone like Jay, all these people in this industry that are so knowledgeable, right? Like the reality is though, is that I have a lot of knowledge. But I also have knowledge that you'll never have because you didn't sit at the bank for 20, for 20 years on the desk. You know, you, lived you didn't have to go out to four, you know, nights out with clients and steak dinners and bottles of wine and out till two in the morning and to get up at 6am to do it all over again. You know, like I understand those pressures and that's, and I'm not saying that that's not, you know, that, that that's a hard thing to do. It's just, you know, try doing that with a family, try doing that, you know, and maintaining your health, you know? So like, I understand all the intricacies of that. Um, and so I am truly an expert. At, with the people that I work with. So I think it's, you know, find, understanding your niche and truly being an expert at, with the people that you work with is a, is a really important factor. And I was just going to say, you know, with any business, especially online, like a lot of people think that it's, it, yeah, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start this thing. I'm going to go communicate with people and make tons of money. But you, you know, you've, you realize like for you, even though you, you know, it's, it's an e-commerce business now at this point, you definitely, you know, it's an internet business, basically it's an online type thing, but it's real flight live face to face. You're still relying on a live network. You're still relying on a, on a social network and, you know, clues for a lot of the, the young entrepreneurs out there who are thinking to themselves, like, I'd love to start some type of side hustle. And, and you know, one, everybody has a network. Everybody's got some friends, some family members or somebody that, that they can start working with. I, I gave away more free sessions than I could ever imagine. Like you did in the beginning where you, you know, uh, you know, giving away free nutrition advice, helping people with their, with their mindset, their accountability, stuff like that. Right. Start doing it with your friends and family, you know, get your mom healthy, get your brother healthy. You know what I mean? You know, get, make a transformation in your best friend's life. Say, Hey man, you know, I'm really thinking about doing this personal training thing on the side and I really love to be a fitness coach. 
let me put a plan together for you and let's do it, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and get some data, if you will, get some empirical data, get some, yeah, get document some, it. Absolutely. Yeah, document Absolutely. it and, and, yeah. and make it come to life. Uh, yeah. And again, I think, I think a lot of young, because of social media, because of the ease of social media, a lot of people put the cart before the horse, right? They, they, they want to become this guru, right? And it's like, well, you haven't really put in any hours on the gym floor yet. Like, right. you know what I mean? You got to get down on the gym floor, right. you know, or you got to like actually help a few people. You're like, you have to, you have to, you know, get a guy with bad habits and, and a broken mindset and a, and a terrible lifestyle and get him to ch- make a change before you can start coaching those changes on the internet you know right. what i mean yeah and you know, the, fir- the first <laughs> the first client that i transformed was myself and so yeah yeah, yeah. you know exactly. i took i took a I, I took a broken down you know career successful you know person who was on the brink of disaster uh and transformed him and that just happened yeah. to be myself That's and awesome. so you know but then but then you know i went and i helped other friends do that you know and i did it for free unknowingly before because just people just ask you for advice uh, before I ever thought to charge or even thought that it could be a business. I was just doing it, you know, because I wanted to help people. And so, you know, do that, you know, become an expert at the area that you want to be in. And first of all, like, you know, like paying attention to people online, like, you know, ve- very rarely. I mean, as much as I feel like I'm very authentic and I show most of what's going on in my life, we all show our damn highlights. It's like, still just a snapshot. You know, yeah. you know like, I, like if, you know, I'll hoop with, I'll hoop with Hudson, my, my, my 10 year old, and I can, I can make jumpers, but like I'm, I'm posting most of my makes, not a lot of misses, right? Like, like if I miss five in a row, I'm not putting that video on, you know, like I'm putting the one that I go five for six on. Right. And so, you know, like just realize that you're looking at everybody's highlight. Of course, like, of course. Whether, whether, whether you're dealing with someone like you or me who are, you know, have some integrity and, and some honesty and, and, and are going to show, you know, all sides of our lives. And, you know, I will post the bacon cheeseburger and the beers that I'm, sure. you know, that I'm having. Uh, Cause I want people to know that, you know, I enjoy that stuff and I, and I consume it a lot, you know, but just know that you're, you're, you're looking at everybody's 1%, like yeah. may, maybe even less, you know, yeah, I mean, like, less than 1%. I, I, you know, and, and you take clues cause here's a guy who le- leaves a, a really lucrative job to go on a women of prayer to go start another business. And, and, and you would say, you would think that, you know, and there could be, right. Cause there are some people that, you know, complicated marketing funnels, Facebook ads, you know, click funnel pages and all these types of things. And, and like a lot of businesses, those things will probably come over time. But I always say to everybody who wants to open up a gym specifically, because, you know, obviously that's what we do best here, but like, you know, the number one thing is passion and, and what we call GSF if your give a shit factor is not super high, I don't care how great any of those things are. You know, you're in the business of helping people. This is the business of strength. This is the business of health, fitness, nutrition, right? Lifestyle improvement. And that means that you have to have an innate want to give your energy every single day to other people. Right. And so, and, and, and that, that you can't fake. There's only a, there's only a little bit of time where you're going to be able to come in and fake that shit. You know what 100%, I mean? 100%. And I see it here with interns all the time. They come in woo, all gung ho fired up and like two weeks of working 12 hour days and, and 
high five and then you know slap hand slap and everybody's like oh my god this is exhausting and you know right right to like so when are we going home this week and then all of a sudden you just start to see it's like yeah i told you this was not going to be easy you know like how the hell do you smile so much in a day i'm like it hurts (laughs) yeah i mean look i've 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 had a very successful by most standards you know uh early career uh in this and i've built a business that you know has done some really good months, $20,000 months. I've had some terrible months, but I'm not even making remotely close to what I used to make. And I'm not saying that to be a dick or anything or like, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like, if, if this was about money for me, like if this was about recreating what I had, um, I, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd, give, I'd be give up, give up already. I mean, this, yeah. it's, not even, it's not even close. What, what, I, what I had was success. What I want is fulfillment. Yeah. And that absolutely can be, financially and it has to be it has to, it has to include that component sure, because sure. i live in probably the highest cost of living area in the country yep. and there's still things that we want to do and you know we talk i'm a big golfer we were talking golf before we came on like i want to join a club out here like i still have my club back home and yeah. and like i i enjoy i enjoy stuff that costs money hey, kids are you know, expensive so, you got two great yeah, man kids, kids are at some point you go to college and everything like that it's crazy like, you know that's right. expensive and so you know financially, I'm still driven to do really, really well. But I realized that, you know, there's more to my life. And if I'm rich and almost dead and divorced, what good is it? You know, what good is it? And so that's something that I had to prioritize in my life and make sure that, you know, I was successful in all foundational pillars, not just my wealth, my health, my marriage, you know, and I call it my focus, family focus, um, you know, my mindset. And if, if those things are broken, you can only go so far so fast in other aspects of your life before they break down at the expense of those other things. Awesome, man. This is great. I, I love it. I love the mindset. I love the, I love the passion and uh, you know, and I, and I love, I love, I love the, I love the background behind it. I love the fact that you lived it. You know, I'm a sucker for a great sob story, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I, I hate, I hate the white picket fence, you know, yellow lab kind of, well, you actually, you got the yellow lab. No, you got the, yeah, you got the, yeah, the, golden, got, the golden. I don't got to, I don't got to pick a fence, but I got to, you got to pick up, you know, and it's like, man, too damn perfect over there. I need some imperfection in order for me to trust and, and believe in people. So sure. You know, that's why, you know, when, when I reached out to you, I need a little, need a little coaching myself, need a little direction, need a little a pick me up. You know, I called you because I knew that you had lived a similar type of life. I didn't want no, I didn't want to talk to somebody who had like, you know, the perfect family life and perfect. And I knew, I knew, I knew you were all fucked up. So I figured I'd call you. <laughs> hey, that's a great marketing strategy right there. <laughs> exactly. Hey, guys, right? I am super fucked up. You should right. come talk to me. Exactly. Right? That, that's, that is your marketing strategy. But, but there is truth to that because, Absolutely. you know, when, Absolutely. when you fall, you know, again, when you fall, you know, like, like you have, you've picked yourself up and dusted yourself off and, 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 and in the process have helped a lot of people, you know, navigate those same mistakes. And that's, that's, that's what I do every day, both Absolutely. on the business consulting side and then the personal fitness side, right? Absolutely. It's, it's, hey, it look at all the dumb shit I've done in the last 30 years. Let's not do these dumb things, right? right. And, and don't have, and so you don't have to go through the same pain. Right. And that's kind of what you're doing now. So Absolutely. there's know. no, there's no, there's no pedestal. There's no high horse and no, no disrespect to any of you, you know, your trainers that bring their food and Tupperware and, and sit yeah, in the yeah. gym and eat their, you know, like their exact macros all day. But like, like, you know, that doesn't resonate with the type of client that I have, you know? Right. 
And so for me to be able to say that I've done these things, I've lived the life that you're living and I've been as unhealthy as you possibly can be. And oh, by the way, I've also transformed and been probably as healthy as you can be in that you know, lifestyle. Yeah. Like there's a lot of power to that. So just find what works for the person or the avatar that you're going after as a business owner and just go all in on that, you know, and show them your flaws and show them your transformation and just explain how you do it. And, you know, and, and people will come to you. You will do, you know, what I've learned in, with, with marketing, it's as much as um, de de defer, de de deflecting the customer you don't want, right? Sure. As it is attracting the person that you do want, you know? No doubt. Um, and so, you know, you do that enough for long enough, and that's the key, having the patience to do it yeah, long right. enough. Uh, the right people start to come to you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Great stuff, Brian. I love it. I appreciate you coming on. This was awesome. I think it's great what you're doing. I'm happy for your success. I'm happy for, I'm happy the move went well, you know, changing your life, changing it. A lot of things, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people could easily stressed out, but from watching you from afar, you know, practicing what you preach, sticking to your morning routine, sticking to your fitness you know, the one thing you can control now, folks, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't have to say it to anybody, but, you know, the whole world could be spinning out of control around you, but you can, can, you can control when you go to bed, you can control what you put in your mouth, you can control how much time you spend on your fitness, and, you, and, and over time, if you do those three things, you'll start to be able to control your attitude, you'll start to be able to control your, your emotions, and, and I, I do believe that fitness is a great parallel to all other types of success in your life. And it generally starts to get in your body in the right place first. And then other things start to fall in place. So Brian, fantastic. Amen. Couldn't <laughs> have said that better myself. Amen. Thanks man. So tell, tell everybody, you know, if there's listeners out there who'd love to make a connection to Brian and, and talk to them, whether it's as a coach, if you, if you, you know, if you need some help with your nutrition and lifestyle and, and this guy, this guy's got a dominating morning hack routine that he's got could help you out and really set you up for success. Or, or maybe if you're thinking that this could be something that you're interested on, you're not quite sure, um, you know, how to make the transition from your, your, your current job to this type of side hustle, you know, reach out to Brian and talk to him. He's definitely, uh, definitely a wealth of knowledge and worth uh, chatting with. So how do, how do people get in touch with you, Brian? Yeah, I, I would love to do that. I've, I've in a lot of, a lot of different podcasts I've been on, I've had probably as many people reach out to me that have been thinking about changing careers mm -hmm. And I just, I'll get on the phone. I'll talk to you. I don't, I don't, Great. You know, don't pay me. Just, just let's, let's connect. Uh, so I would love to do that. I would love to connect with, with, with anyone. Uh, you know, you can reach out to me. Uh, I'm super active on, on Instagram uh, and LinkedIn are my two kind of main platforms. It's my name, Brian Panuzzo, B-R-I-A-N-P-A-N-N-U-Z-Z-O. Uh, you can also, you know, Joe's mentioned morning routines and, and routines and, and transformation. Uh, I have a free guide, free ebook uh, that I, that I put together. Uh, it's at thesuccesslift.com, www.thesuccesslift.com. The Success Lift is the name of my program. Yep. Uh, you enter email address, uh, instant download. You'll get a lot of things that I found through trial and error uh, over a number of years when I was going through a lot of transformation in my life. And it's not just, you know, waking up and meditating and doing this and that. It's, you know, how I would come home, how I would walk into my house after a long day, how I would interact with my wife, Tasha, uh, very different. Uh, love languages that the two of us had, you know, those first two minutes were, were critical. Um, you know, when I walked in, um, how I would dress my kids, what I would do with my phone, things like that. So it's a morning, evening, uh, some ideas for you. Uh, and that's free. You can just go there, check it out. Uh, love to connect with anybody who would like to. 
Awesome. Check Brian Panuzzo out on Instagram. He's got a great ebook called The Elite Dad. I read it. I love it. It's really poignant. It's short. It's sweet. You know, even a millennial can read it. And, uh, and it's, and it's got a lot of great takeaways of how to, how to live a better family life. And, and, you know, anybody who's out there listening, that's got kids and wives, it's always going to be a struggle. It's always going to be work. And Brian lays out a really simple blueprint for, you know, for, for taking some solid action every day and improving those relationships. Cause there's nobody more important than the people that are in your own home. So Brian, thanks again, man. You're awesome. Tasha's awesome. I'm happy for you guys. Please send some love to the rest of the Panuzo clan, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon, everybody. This is the Business of Strength. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.